0: Warning! Anime out of context has strong language, spoilers, stupidly wrong ideas, and general silliness. Neither of our hosts are professionals and do not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy.
1: Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime.
0: And I sink ever slowly into my own grave. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington, it's time to begin. I am not, look, today it's unlucky 13 and I feel like I'm gonna get screwed over. I do not have a good feeling about whatever you're gonna show me today. I wish I had thought of that.
1: <laughs> See, the problem is I always associate 13 as a lucky number for me. So I'm like, okay, okay. So it'll be lucky for me. Things will go well. It'll be a fun episode. That's what I was thinking. I didn't think, okay, maybe I'll make this unlucky and make for Remington and make it an interesting, convoluted, trash anime. Uh, I didn't think of that. I wish I had. <laughs> that would have made this so much better. <laughs> get one 13th episode and i didn't think that Uh, no uh, instead i kind of wanted to continue our genre curriculum of anime. okay
0: okay right you know what genres are left so many are there there are i feel like we've covered so many yeah but there's one major one that we
1: haven't really touched upon and it's one that we have talked about briefly in the past
0: I'm getting really worried. We're talking about hentai. Oh Jesus Christ Oh no <laughs> oh, I'm
1: kidding I'm kidding Remington oh. I, I'm I am just kidding I'm never gonna show you a hentai.
0: I just had a heart attack. <laughs> Oh, my life flashed before my eyes for a moment. I would never show you a straight up hentai. God damn. We've been over this. You it's... can't do that to a man. I'm in a vulnerable position right now. I told you we would never do it. And you believe I don't trust you? <laughs> You'd do anything for a goddamn laugh to try and please our listeners. This is not... Oh, God. Okay, what are we doing instead? Okay, I'm going to gain my composure. It's all okay. The apocalypse isn't on the horizon. What are we doing?
1: Actually, the apocalypse is kind of on the horizon. We're going to be talking about mechas, my dude.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, so I am familiar with, like, the trope as well as Gundam. That's... That's... I know mechs. That's the two... It's a very big trope and Gundam exists. Well, funny you should mention Gundam oh, Remington. Is is that what we're doing today? We are doing Gundam Seed. So I don't know I don't know the relevance of Seed, but Gundam is are, are they organic Gundams? <laughs> <laughs> have, they, have they been
1: made from recycled material? Well, I mean some of the characters might be a little wooden. Oh. But okay, I need to pick your brain. I need to figure out what
0: exactly you know about Gundam. Break it down for me, everything you can tell me about Gundam. Okay, so when I was young, my brother was super into Gundam. I was not. However, we did have a Gundam game that I did really enjoy. So all of my knowledge is coming from a Gundam video game. We would always play this Gundam game and it was super fun. And I know that there are a bunch of... Of like green and red like expendable baddies uh, expendable baddie mechs Uh, you have some laser weapons either laser sword or laser guns and then you have physical weapons either physical guns or physical swords Uh, and you got the people who go in the giant robots and they control them and that's it that's it? yeah that's all you got so you summarize the things you would learn from a video game here are the baddies here are the weapons kill to you,
1: Gundam is about big robots fighting and killing each other. Is that what I'm getting out of this?
0: Yeah, like, you know the old, old toy where you just have a red robot and a blue robot and they're just punching each other? Rock'em repeatedly? Sock'em Robots? you damn right. That That is my view of Gundam. That is... <laughs> <laughs> just giant
1: anime Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yes. With the occasional lightsaber. Exactly, Yes.
0: If you took Rock'em Sock'em Robots and combined it with Star Wars, that's Gundam for me.
1: <laughs> okay, alright, uh, so basically what you know of Gundam is basically what the general population knows of Gundam. Yes. So the interesting thing about Gundam is it's not as much about the giant robots as you think. But it's
0: all about the giant robots.
1: Eh, sometimes, but sometimes not.
0: So it, it's more about the drama and the stories we tell along the way? Yeah, pretty much. Alright, I'm real worried right now because it can go a couple routes. One route is that you have really interesting story with the backdrop of badass robots and that's fine. And the other route is like a Sword Art Online thing where you try to mix good story with interesting idea and you end up fucking them both up. Well, I got some good news and some bad news for you, Remington. Well,
1: okay. Gundam does both of those things simultaneously.
0: <laughs> bit of column A, bit of column B. Except not at the exact same time. Oh? Is, is it a story of, like, there were different writers or something?
1: Ah, uh, kind of.
0: Okay, Remington, this has been the most
1: research-intensive episode I've ever done. Oh, wow. Um... How
0: much Gundam do you think there is in the world? I know that there have been, like, different series of Gundam. That is correct. Uh, And I also know that it's pretty old. I'd say, like, maybe four or five? Series? Yeah. (laughs) Like, separate, like, different versions?
1: Well, Remington... Since Gundam's first episode aired in 1979. 79? 79. There was anime back
0: then? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Even farther back, Remington. It'll be an interesting day when we go that far back, but right now our Wayback Machine isn't clocked in for that far back.
0: Okay, or- so ever, ever since 79, how many different iterations of Gundam have there been?
1: including both TV series, movies, and OVA's... Mm, 44? 44! 44, yeah.
0: Oh my god.
1: Granted, some of them are sequel series, and some of them are just separate timelines entirely, and some of them are alternate universes, and some of them... There's so much, Remington!
0: I feel like at a certain point... It's no longer Gundam, it's just using the Gundam name and big robots.
1: You'd think that, but they are all based in the same straightforward concept of space-based political battles with giant robots that have sometimes special powers. Okay. It is so, so complicated and convoluted that I nearly blew out my own brains just trying to figure out (laughs) which Gundam to show you to start off with, which Gundam to talk about, whether or not it was a good Gundam, whether it was a bad Gundam, because people cannot agree on Gundam, Remington.
0: So, like, Gundam is almost an entirely owned subgenre of the mech genre. It kind of is, and that is a daunting
1: task. When I originally had this curriculum set up, I thought to myself, okay, what are the major anime plots and genres? You know, you got your slice of life, you got your shounen, your shoujo, you can't forget mecha. Mecha is great. Of course. You know, giant robots kicking each other's asses or... Kicking the asses of giant creatures. That's amazing. Who doesn't love to talk about that kind of thing? So, of course, you gotta go to Gundam. Because there's so much Gundam, and everybody knows what Gundam is. It's a great baseline for Mecha. Okay, so how did you decide on Gundam C? I'll be honest with you, Remington. There's multiple timelines, and I chose a timeline that was kind of separate by itself. (laughs) (laughs) Because, holy fuck, the timelines are confusing. Oh, jeez. From what I can tell... I'm going to have to do more research when we come back to Gundam because there's so much Gundam. We're going to have to come back eventually.
0: (laughs) Oh, here's hoping I enjoy
1: it. Uh, You'll enjoy some. Mm. You'll hate others. It sounds about right. I don't know where you'll be on this one. (laughs) Oh, God. Because, I mean, there's some things this Gundam does really well. Other things that it really doesn't. And because of that, the fans are kind of split on it. Most say it's a good Gundam, but a good chunk of them say, hmm, that's 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 a mediocre Gundam. <laughs> that's like we Gundam. We have a
0: subpar Gundam here. That's a
1: Gundam Light, <laughs> 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 uh, which I think is an actual Gundam, but I, I can't <laughs> recall. I've, I've been so steeped in the Gundam juices that it's hard to tell. Quick question.
0: I'm assuming all of the robots have their own names. They do. Is it like Pokemon naming conventions or Digimon naming conventions? So do they all have their own name or is everything like, I'm fiery Gundam? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the thing is, in a lot of Gundam series- they Wait, d- do the robots have personalities? No. Okay, they're
1: just the robots. The personalities it's are- It's all in the people. It's all in the people sometimes. What? Well, remember your trope of bland protagonists and male characters? Yep. Gundam has a couple of those. Damn it. Whether or not this one has a bland male protagonist is
0: up to you to decide. I'll, I'm giving it like 90% odds just based on every other anime. That's fair. Uh, But... Uh. God, it's
1: hard to talk about Gundam without pissing off a large number of fans because they'd be like, well, you don't understand. The origins of this particular timeline are quite complex and convoluted. If this had happened instead of this, then this timeline wouldn't have happened at all. There's some goddamn Gundam historians. There has to be. With 44 (laughs) renditions of Gundam, all taking place in slightly different timelines or in a continuation of the main timeline, which is weird because they're like three... Three timelines that converge at an end point in a specific Gundam, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I... I uh, oh, God. I'm going to have to draw this up for you later, but it's too much to condense into one episode of a podcast run by amateurs.
0: <laughs> okay. So, we got big robots. We got a bunch of different universes in parallel timelines of which we have chosen one that's relatively isolated. Yes, it is set... In what is called the Cosmic Era.
1: Okay, Cosmic Era. So, based on the name, you can think, okay, takes place mostly in space.
0: Yep, cosmic.
1: The basis for the Cosmic Era surrounds a war between two types of human. Okay, this... Yeah. Continue. So, there are two types of human. There are what is known as naturals, which are your everyday you and me kind of human. Yeah. And then there are coordinators. Which are basically just genetically superior humans that have had their genetic code tinkered with and altered. I want to be on their team. Except they're kind of displayed as the assholes of the group. You still want to be on their team. Uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if they've been, like, genetically modified, why weren't they also genetically modified for, like, compassion? Well, they, they're they basically human. They just do some things a li- better than humans. Whether it's computing
1: things, programming. Maybe they're a little stronger than humans. They're just genetically superior in just about every way. But thing is, though, there's not very many. Why? Oh, God. It goes back to the complicated, convoluted thing, because alternate humans have been a thing in Gundam since the beginning, from what I can tell. Okay. Uh, In this timeline, it's more of the central plot focus. Okay. Where the genetic alterations, there's a certain amount of them, but after a while, Earth, Earth, which is the naturals, the main human population, is like, hey, 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 genetic modification, not cool. Why? Uh, Well, because... If you're a normal human and out of nowhere you got Arnold Schwarzenegger sized guy coming at you from genetic modification standards and you got like a hundred of them, that's kind
0: of scary. Uh, yeah, you just just scared of something different and just because it makes you feel inferior, that's on you, buddy. I'm rooting for these coordinators. I'm on their team 110% right now.
1: Yeah, and that is where a lot of the drama comes from, is coordinators versus naturals. Are they human? Do they deserve the same rights as humans? Obviously! Well, yeah, and that's actually kind of what this whole timeline is about, is about a war between coordinators and Earth. Okay. Uh, Here's the thing, though. Coordinators kind of started it, and... In Gundam Seed, the reason for the war was an experience known as the Bloody
0: Valentine Tragedy. Oh, which sounds nothing like the Valentine's Day Massacre or any of that type of thing. Yeah,
1: it's basically the same kind of thing from what I can tell. (laughs) The thing is, in the first couple episodes, they don't exactly tell you what the Bloody Valentine
0: Massacre is. Okay, they just leave you wondering, oh, wow, crazy.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they tell you later on. I mean, obviously. Mm Mm-hmm uh but
0: there are 50 episodes in the first season 50 episodes in the first season sean i'm gonna ask you a very honest question okay i want you to give me a, a straightforward answer yeah please dear god tell me you are not invoking the more than three to four episode rule on this fucking episode would you be worried if i said yes i die on the inside, Sean. I could not take 50 episodes of anime in one go. I'm not, I am not biologically disposed for it. I, I couldn't hand it psychologically, physically. I wouldn't be able to bear it. Sean, tell me right now that that's not what you're doing. I wouldn't show you all 50 episodes in a row. That'd take over 24 hours, Remington. Oh my God, Sean, tell me that's not what you're doing. Don't worry, I'm not doing that.
1: Oh, thank God. <laughs> Visceral suffering is just so palpable. You gave me that on a silver platter. How could I resist taunting you a little bit? Oh, breather. That's two big scares for you in one episode. How do you feel so far? Things
0: are going rough, John. (laughs) Things are going... (laughs) Things aren't going great.
1: (laughs) Look on the bright side. At least it's not about the anime itself that you're stressing. I guess. But, yeah, no. After this uh, Bloody Valentine incident a big war breaks out and in the uh narrative in the front of every episode for the first couple episodes it's like war between humans and the coordinators thought would be a simple straightforward battle with the vastly superior earth force decimating the smaller coordinator force but strangely enough the war has been going on for several months close to a year now and because the coordinators are fucking badasses kind of yeah
0: is, How of... can they have you try and root against them when they're also the underdogs? They're being discriminated against, they're the underdogs, and they are objectively better. The
1: thing is, from what I can tell based on context clues, because I, I, I'll i tell you right now, I did not finish this series, <laughs> one can only handle so much Gundam at once, and I was so steeped in the lore that my brain nearly popped out of my head, <laughs> but as far as I got, I Couldn't tell you exactly who caused the incident, but it definitely heavily leans towards the coordinators causing it. That's fine. (laughs) That's fine? (laughs) You're fine with a group of people causing a massacre... And going to war over it, and it's just like, yeah, the massacres, they're fine. Nazis, okay, in my book.
0: I don't know the details. What if it was like an anti-Nazi, we bombed the Nazis so that there would be less Nazis, which still would be controversial and maybe morally ambiguous at best, but nonetheless, you are fighting Nazis. Yeah,
1: well, I'll tell you right now, it definitely focuses centrally on the Earth forces, but not exactly on the Earth forces. Because the main character of this show is a coordinator. Oh yeah, good shit. And he is on this colony attempting to be neutral from this conflict because he does not you know like the conflict. he thinks it's stupid,
0: he thinks it's a waste of life. Well we're starting off real exciting with neutrality. Uh, you know all the greatest tales in history are about nothing. <laughs>
1: I mean, it could be an interesting outside perspective on war. Like Switzerland watching World War Two go down. Like, oh, that's quite interesting. Should I get involved?
0: We're just going to see a story. This entire anime is just going to be one fella like, reading the papers about a war, being like, huh, and then going fishing. <laughs> That'd
1: be a little interesting and hard to do on a uh, space colony, but that'll be...
0: It'd be fine. Wait, wait, they haven't... You could totally make artificial fishing a thing. Easy. Oh, and they probably
1: do. As steep as the lore is in Gundam, there is a lot of stuff about their colonies and the colonization process that they kind of leave out depending on the series you're watching. So far in Gundam Seed, I haven't gotten any in-depth world building about, like, the specific colonies and what makes them themselves, where they are in the universe, that kind of thing. Okay. I just kind of get generic Star Wars-style locations. Okay, Back to our, uh, neutral protagonist. Yes. You can probably guess this, but after episode one, he isn't exactly neutral anymore. Yeah, he ends up
0: taking a side. It's gonna be the Earth side for one reason or another.
1: Yep. Basically, the overarching plot starts when the coordinator force, uh, break into this neutral colony, kill a shit ton of people. For a good cause? To steal
0: Gundam. That's a good cause? Are you sure about that? <laughs> the coordinators can do no wrong i'll admit i have very quickly become hyper partisan on these issues <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, your your mustache seems to be uh getting a little smaller and closer to your nose uh, oh oh no uh, this will be interesting for our fan base uh, oh, but no coordinators break in kill a lot of people just to steal these gundam these super advanced fancy mecha's gundam so they don't call him gundam at first oh because mechas have been a thing and usually in gundam series they always introduce gundam as if they were a new thing which they usually are for the series like we as fans are like oh that's a gundam that's a (laughs) gundam look at that gundam then you'll have a reveal of the main character getting in this gundam turning it on and it'll be like anagram for gundam which changes from universe to universe by the way what <laughs> yeah and they'd be like huh gundam interesting and then pilots the mac and do into- the thing about gundam is there's a lot of formula spread throughout but at the same time it's so broad it's kind of hard to
0: notice I'm already feeling like I did when I was six years old, and my brother would get super excited about Gundam, and I just wouldn't give a damn. I'm reaching that point very quickly. Well, you don't give a damn about much these days, (laughs) Robinson. I am
1: indeed a a passionless husk. (laughs) Especially after we started the podcast. Oh yeah. As you can tell, the whole story is about this non-neutral coordinator who has joined the Earth Forces. Because his entire colony has been destroyed in the aftermath of this invasion. So he kind of has a good reason to fight against the coordinators, I feel. And it goes through the drama, the politics, the relationships without. Because an interesting relationship point is that this coordinator has another friend who is also coordinator, but is fighting for the coordinator's side even though he said that he would be neutral. Oh, that's the good shit. Oh, yeah, so you've got these two friends fighting each other on opposite sides of a war. One of them is on the right side of history. But actually, where a lot of the interest of this show lies in is it's kind of hard to tell who really are the good guys in this show because a lot of the Earth people are straight-up assholes. See? I knew it all along. But then again, so are the coordinators. For a good cause. And really, the only semi-neutral guy being the main character in his group of friends are kind of the splitting line, in a way. They kind of are a little bit separate from both Earth and Coordinators, but at the same time belonging to both sides, right? Mm -hmm. Because you got the one Coordinator on the Coordinator side who really is on the coordinator's side, but doesn't want to kill his friend, right? Yeah. That's a big thing. Because, you know, how could you just kill your friend out of the blue? I mean, I could kill you easily enough because (laughs) you've done some horrible things to me. I I deserve it, (laughs) frankly. But
0: for other people, killing friends is hard. Okay. So is there anything else I need to know before we jump in? Um, honestly, man, there's so much you need to know.
1: (laughs) But thankfully, I chose a Gundam. That is separate enough that it should be fine. (laughs) It should be fine. Because from what I can tell, if you look at a picture of all the timelines side by side and how they connect and intersect, this one is just kind of off in left field, just kind of doing its own thing.
0: Oh, thank goodness.
1: Yeah. Uh, And a big popular thing is everyone has their own favorite Gundam series because there's so many. I mean, it's kind of hard not to. Oh, yeah. Uh, most Americans' favorite Gundam series is one called Wing. I didn't choose Wing because it's worse than this one by a lot of people's <laughs> standards. But there's the nostalgia f- factor that most people think, oh, Wing is the best. Apparently it's not. Oh. Uh, see, I was never a big Gundam guy myself. Okay. But I, even I have my favorite Gundam. And, of course, I'm not showing you that because that'd be too easy. <laughs> yeah, don't be ridiculous. But, yeah, no, there's not a whole lot to... uh not a whole lot to bring in on this it's just something you're gonna kind of have to experience and dissect yourself just remember that it's mostly about the politics and that the uh, the giant robots kicking each other's asses is kind of a secondary factor in a lot of ways but at the same time is one of the big draws of Gundam
0: okay I'm not sure how I'll feel about it but let's jump right in
1: all right let's go watch some Gundam C. Gentlemen, we are back after watching a handful of episodes from Gundam City. Watched about four episodes plus a couple clips from the later ones just to kind of get a feel for some characters and maybe see some characters that we didn't get a chance to see in the first couple episodes. Yep. Remington, you you seem distraught.
0: I I had some hope going into it. Going into part two, going into watching all of the episodes, there there was some optimism. That was all crushed. How soon would you say it was crushed? Uh, definitely by the end of the first episode.
1: Really? That soon, huh? Yeah. But didn't you feel all the emotional bonds that were set up in that first episode?
0: Oh yeah, let me tell you, such warmth and character growth. So I'm taking it
1: Gundam Seed wasn't your, your, your Gundam of choice. It's not your favorite Gundam.
0: By default, it unfortunately is my favorite Gundam, but it shouldn't be. Because <laughs> it's the only Gundam you've seen. I, I understand that. That's a logical loophole right there. It's much more fitting as the worst Gundam I've seen, which is also true and feels more accurate. Oh, I can tell you right now there are far worse Gundam out there and also better Gundam.
1: I chose one that's kind of in the middle of the road and has opinions kind of split on it. You got people who hated Wing that love this one. You have people that love Wing that hated this one. It's it's just a weird dichotomy between Gundam fans because Gundam fans are like a
0: different breed. See, I feel like I'm in an interesting category because I hate this one, and I also hate myself. Mm, so you're already <laughs> empathizing with a lot of
1: Gundam fans. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It, it is interesting how much Gundam content there is. Yet at the same time, how did they make this much Gundam
0: content? Yeah, I'll be honest, I was not super impressed.
1: Yeah, that's fair and reasonable. Uh, so what what was your problem, Remington? What really set you off making you think that, man, this, this thing is trash?
0: Well, let me start by saying it's super shonen. Like, whatever you would picture to be your shonen mech, anime this is to a T in every possible way even like the design of the main characters you are watching a shonen mech anime and that's fine but unfortunately they use that as an excuse to have next to no character development or interesting characters or even interesting world building really they just say this is the Gundam universe there you go and that's it. Uh, which Gundam universe, Remington? <laughs> which goes into a further problem. Unfortunately, at times, you need an encyclopedic knowledge of all things Gundam to even understand. Because the amount of bullshit jargon and oh, the acronyms is absolutely baffling to me it's astonishing how at every turn there's a new acronym or just a string of words that are never to be explained and that's always super frustrating and sometimes the jargon is Gundam specific sometimes it's just look at how knowledgeable I am I'm going to say a bunch of meaningless words So, what
1: about uh, to the people who say, hey, you should have started with the first uh, original Mobile Suit Gundam, then you would have had a better chance. What do you have to say to them?
0: I don't know, maybe, but it's all probably the same old bullshit. I'm not a believer in Gundam right now. No? No. You don't like the idea of giant robots kicking each other's asses? I'm okay with it, but... It's been established already. I'm not a super shonen type guy. I can really enjoy cool action sequences. But usually for me, action sequences are best when there's a strong disparity between the people going against one another. And giant robots going against giant robots. And I know there's going to be different twists, different powers, etc, etc. But nonetheless, so far, it's been nearly the same every time. Yeah, and what do you think about the pilot interactions that we've had so far? First of all, next to non-existent. Second of all, when they have existed, 90% of the time they're meaningless. And then the 10% of time where they're meaningful, which are all from Atherin 100. Atherin is the only meaningful emotional character in the entire anime so far. They don't have any context to feel meaningful to us. <laughs>
1: So you're saying that it would have been nice if they had actually developed the individual a little bit better.
0: Yeah, the pacing on this show is way off. Because they will spend five minutes doing an exact conversation they did in the last episode. And not a flashback. Not talking about last time on. I'm talking about... In this episode, it's good and started, and they're just having the exact same conversation almost verbatim. Meanwhile, they will not spend the proper time in establishing characters or backstory or the world or any emotions. Like, I feel like in the first episode, you should have cut it in half to properly fit everything that happened in it. You had a handful of reveals that were not at all reveals. And those would have been great if they had been developed in any way, but they just weren't. Meanwhile, you're spending a ridiculous amount of time on ludicrous logistics that are virtually senseless and boring as hell.
1: It's almost like you're saying political dramas can be boring if they're done incorrectly.
0: They can, and I love political dramas. Like, you said that, and I was like, ooh, this sounds like it might be down my alley. And then they just shat the bed, and it was all terrible. I will say that a lot of other Gundam
1: series do the political thing really well. Like, In fact, that's one of the things that the original Gundam was really praised for, was the focus on person v. person with giant robots as a background thing. Because
0: fundamentally, political intrigue is so intriguing because you have all of these different parties with very specific motivations and very specific desires all interacting with one another helping each other compromising on some things while betraying for other more important things and it's always interesting to see how that will pan out we've saw that the smallest bit, the smallest bit in the four episodes we saw in an interaction between Atherin and the masked antagonist. Who has a very complicated name that I cannot remember off the top of my head. (laughs) Because a lot
1: of the names in this show are really fucking weird.
0: Yeah. See, he's the the bad guy with the mask. Why does he wear a mask? Don't worry about it. But him and Atherin, who is the main character's old best friend from school, who is the coordinator who's on the other side, right? Uh, he's, He's the evil best friend, but not the really evil. He's nuanced, which is sort of nice. But they have a conversation where Athrin is very upfront and talking about how he knows somebody from the other side and he had to be sure, to which the evil leader is like, I totally understand, we'll take you off the battlefield and we'll have somebody else manage it. It's totally okay, don't worry about it. And then Athrin is like, no, I can do it. We can persuade him, maybe, and it's like, what if we can't? Then I'll kill him. Perfect. Really interesting mix of conflict and motivation. That lasted two minutes. Ha <laughs> ha! That was a (laughs) two-minute conversation in the almost two hours that I was subjected to. So, the balance is a bit off. Only a little. Uh, From what I can tell, the
1: characters and intrigue do do get better as the show progresses. But again, being a primarily first-look series that we are, it's a little hard to kind of justify a lot of it in four episodes, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: But, you know, so yeah, the characters are a bit flat and relationships are basically non-existent, but they want you to think there are, so they'll say, these are my best friends.
0: Oh yeah, they, they have many moments where they're like, look how close we all are. We're all really close and support one another, don't we guys? And you're like, okay, cool. But if we could see any sense of warmth or genuine human connection between you two, that might do a little bit better. And what do you think about Kira, our main
1: protagonist, the neutral coordinator who is forced to work with the Earth forces after his precious home has been annihilated?
0: If you asked, like, an 11-year-old who watches a lot of anime what an anime protagonist looks like and is like, Kira is it. So, dark, long-haired...
1: Guy with very minimal personality and occasionally whiny.
0: Yeah, and he's just like, oh, wow, he's just super talented naturally. He can just do whatever he wants whenever he wants. So he's just going to be thrown into this situation reluctantly. He's going to have that black and red color scheme that's so popular. And he's just going to look act and sound like your shonen protagonist. And unfortunately, he does indeed join our long and ever growing lineage of bland bitch protagonists. Well I gave you a break from bland bitch protagonist last episode. <laughs> a, whopping one, a whopping one non a whopping one non-bland bitch male protagonist. Yeah, you know, I had to mix something in there. You and know? then then the one character that I was mildly interested in, who knows what her name is But she was the blonde one that happened in episode one. She's shown, and she looks quite mysterious, and you're interested in who she is. You're never really told, at least in the first three or four episodes. And then they start talking. They have to escape her and Kira. They're running out, right, escaping from a bunch of craziness that's happening. And then it's revealed that, wow, she's a girl, which wasn't a good reveal. No. Because she was very obviously a girl and you'll see this trope a lot in anime
1: and sometimes it's done really well with a character that looks fairly masculine maybe a bit on the pretty side uh but, yeah, yeah okay uh, it's uh, you'll see this trope a lot in anime or in just media in general you have someone that appears to be male on the outside maybe have a bit of a gruff exterior their hooded face that kind of thing and then it's revealed that it's a girl and it could be Quite a good shock, because if you have someone that you've assumed is masculine turn out to be feminine, but still just as badass, that can be a
0: great transition. It's like good old Metroid, right? With Samus. But last time we saw this, I think it was Sword Art Online, and I called that immediately. You had, like, a hooded figure that he was interacting with, and I immediately called, they're gonna get in a fight, the hood's gonna fall off, it's gonna be a girl, ba-boom. And that's exactly what happened. And that's basically what happened here, just less interesting. And yeah, what happened here just... Her beanie fell off. Okay, it was a hat. Don't be, don't be ridiculous. Oh, I'm sorry. Her hat fell off, and then it was like, oh wow,
1: you're a girl. But it- she looked exactly the same, except she, her hair was just a little longer. And then oh, you yeah. hand out and like,
0: oh look, breasts. But she, ha- <laughs> it already showed that she had breasts. Like, yeah, she's wearing a coat, but you could see the breasts. Maybe it was a very interesting case of man boobery. You don't know that. Oh, it was it was such a stupid reveal. Nonetheless, then they go, they escape. She gets into escape pod. That's it. She was mildly interesting. We never saw her again in the three or four episodes that yeah, we watched. Yeah, I don't think you see her until
1: after episode 10 again. If oh, I remember correctly. Jesus. Which is like, okay, you set this up, interesting. Where's it going? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Truly, I think the comparisons are most apt for Sword Art Online in the way that it created a world in a haphazard way, had a lot of interesting ideas, but didn't follow through with a lot of them, and ultimately had characters who it presented as more interesting than they were.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Uh, although you're gonna piss off a
0: lot of people by comparing Gundam to Sword Art Online. I'm gonna piss off more people in saying that I think I might place Sword Art Online higher. I think this may go right below Sword Art Online in the rankings. Oh god. And you'll call Sword Art Online's like our fourth or fifth to last in my rankings. So, yeah. The Remington scale of what is good anime <laughs> is a very...
1: Interesting measurement. Science has yet to figure out the exact quantifiable nature of it,
0: but... One day we'll have to do an episode where we just discuss my rankings and see if any of it makes sense. Oh, that'll be great.
1: Oh, man. Just compared to the general populace, uh...
0: Critics and fans alike. We'll get my rankings, and then we'll get their rankings, like out of ten, from reviewers, and we'll compare the two. And then we might throw my rankings in there and just see yeah. how
1: violently different they are. It'll
0: be a fun time.
1: Which case you will definitely piss off even more people. <laughs> like I mean, the episodes themselves made a lot of people angry. I can tell you that much right now. Uh, and and. As we're going to go on, you're going to make even more people angry.
0: There are going to be so many fanboys that are pissed off. It's going to be... And that's fine. I'll say right now, for everybody out there who likes a terrible anime, I'm going to anger you. You like bad things. And that's fine. We all like bad things sometimes. But you need to at least be self-aware enough to know what you like is bad. It's like, it's like eating junk food is what you're saying. Exactly. Like you can enjoy trash food, but you need to know that it's trash. You can't go around saying, wow, look how good it is. Like if I'm going out to McDonald's, I can go and enjoy that. But I ain't going to say, wow, look at me enjoying exquisite cuisine. No, <laughs> I'm eating trash. That's the world that people are creating, that some anime fans create with some terrible anime. And I've disliked some really good anime. I wouldn't classify Gundam Seed as a good anime I dislike. I would classify it as a bad anime.
1: That's fair. That's fair. And that is where it's really interesting, because Gundam fans are pretty split on this one. It's leaning more towards the positive side of things, but there are some diehard haters of Gundam Seed. Vocal minority, I am with you. It is an interesting dichotomy, which is why I chose this one. I wanted to have a Gundam series that, one, was separate enough from the timelines that I couldn't explain it, and, you know, it makes some sense by itself, which uh, a lot of the separate Gundam series do. In fact, my favorite Gundam series does. Uh, We'll talk about that one way later on because it's good, and I don't want to spoil it for you. It is one of the newer ones, though. Because okay. it does something very different from a lot of the old ones. I like the sound of that. Oh, yeah. It'll be great when we get to it. You're not going to see it anytime
0: soon. So what you're saying is, ultimately, you had me watch this one so I could settle the dispute for good. Sure! <laughs> yeah! You'll be the
1: deciding factor with your last years of anime knowledge. You can definitely settle this constant debate people have is wing better is seed better don't as, as a
0: professional and you know i'm a professional because i co-host an anime podcast let me be the deciding vote it's bad <laughs> ignore the fact that we have a disclaimer saying that we're not experts <laughs> that, that, that's just irrelevant at this point now that's just for sean's bad opinions uh so we don't get in trouble for those so uh it, it's settled it's a bad anime now we don't need to debate any longer I fixed it. You're welcome. Yeah, no, Gundam Seed. Interesting. Yep. One of the shows that gets better as it goes on. Has a lot of really positive elements. I would say, like, the visuals are really nice. Not really the character visuals, but everything else visually. Really nice. The sound effects, really crisp, really fine-tuned. The soundtrack, quite nice. But everything else really falls flat 90% of the time. In fact, there's
1: actually a lot of theories saying that this Gundam was really meant to shell out Gundam figures.
0: Isn't that what all Gundam anime were for?
1: Technically, no, but technically... I
0: mean, we all know it's all for the merch. This is a merch anime. There's some anime that are about the stories, some which have a nice little mix like like Pokemon, and then there's some that are 95% about selling that merch. Gundam is a merch anime. Most of the Gundam series are like
1: that, I will say that. This one is definitely one of the ones that's frequently debated about because it has all of these new fancy Gundam fighting off against the main strike Gundam And the conflicts that are set up between. So yeah, that's obviously a good setup to get a bunch of different Gundams sold. Um, But at the same time, as it goes on, more political intrigue happens. More characters have some development. Uh, Not a lot, but some. Uh, Fights get more interesting. Powers get divulged. And just more and more stuff happens. Uh, And then, to most fans, it ends after the first series. Because there is a second anime in the um, cosmic timeline. Uh, called Gundam Seed Destiny, which is another set of 50 episodes.
0: Jesus.
1: It is unanimously agreed that it is absolute trash and it is a terrible anime.
0: My people. Yeah. So I feel like I totally understand if you're super into Gundam and you're below the age of 16, like totally get it, totally understand. Or if you like Gundam with the nostalgia factor in mind, like you used to really like Gundam, and then just the concept of Gundams can remain cool to you, but the show isn't good. (laughs) If you're young, it can be good. If you're old, you can like the ideas, but if you're old, I genuinely don't know how you could enjoy the show.
1: Yeah, no, it takes a lot of either
0: background knowledge or childish whimsy, which you have neither of. (laughs) Hey, I have plenty of whimsy if the right anime strikes me. All right, in Madoka Magica, I had a bit of whimsy. In Umaru-chan, I had a bit of whimsy. In every other terrible anime we've had, no whimsy because it hasn't been allowed. I want to show off my whimsy, Sean, but it's just... Not working out. You nearly got arrested last time you tried showing that off, Remington. (laughs) It
1: was very awkward. We were in a public place. There were children around.
0: (laughs) So, Sean, is there anything else we need to discuss about Gundam Seed? I mean,
1: really, Gundam Seed itself, it is what it looks like. I mean, it's a Gundam show.
0: You're not going to have any surprises. It's exactly what you expect. Even me, who has never seen a Gundam series before, it was 100% what I thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah, which can be a good thing, but in this case, not so good for you, Remington. Yeah,
0: I'm not a huge fan of hyper-predictability. Yeah... And again, for those who say, well, it gets
1: much better later on, my friends. You just have to stick with it. We don't got that kind of time. (laughs) (laughs) We'll come back to it eventually, but not anytime Uh, soon.
0: Because you realize 44 versions of Gundam. Gundam has too much. Sean (laughs) is our resident weeb, and it's too much for him. So it's definitely going to be too much for me.
1: But we will tackle it one bit at a time as we progress. Oh, boy. Don't worry. I'll space it out. I'll throw some good mecha in there just to spice things up. I'll be the judge of that, John. Well, if you hate my favorite mecha, it's going to make me cry. (laughs) I'll tell you that right now. And it'll be one that we do relatively soon, I think. Within the next couple
0: of weeks, maybe. Oh, that's interesting. So, Remington, would you like to watch some more Gundam Seed with me? I'm going to go getting a giant robot, man. And fly the fuck away from seeing any more Gundam Seed. But by then, you'll actually be in Gundam Seed. <laughs> the true loop, oh no.
1: <laughs> Thank you all so much for tuning in to us. If you enjoyed listening to us, why don't you do us a favor? Drop a review on whatever podcasting
0: format you listen to, whether it's Podbean, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. We really do appreciate it, and it helps us out so much. You can also recommend it to your friends, and if you would like to contact us directly, whether it be a comment, question, feedback of any sort, you can email us at animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. Once again,
1: thank you so much for listening. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to go pilot me some Gundam.